Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and we just watched Monstrous Disunion, and we're joined by the fine fellows behind the film. Jackson Bachelor. it seems like I've known you before, but this is our first time meeting. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've not done one of these before, but um, I've, yeah, I've tuned in a couple of times and uh, heard a lot of this with uh, you watching the sound and stuff. Oh, good. And uh, Sam Mason Bell. Hello. Hello. Martin W. Brings the Pain. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Not been here before. <laughs> yeah. And Simon Barry. Hello, good sir. It's good to have you guys here. So watching it for the first time, what was it like to watch it uh, with some people and also watch it with a lot of people that aren't uh, from Britain? Uh, well, I was, I was really nervous about showing it, actually, because it's the first time anyone's seen it uh, outside of you know, peers and stuff like that. So it was quite quite nerve-wracking for me. But um, I think other than, like, I sort of became more aware as we were going through a lot of cultural things that are, you know, relevant to us in Britain that maybe are sort of missed on, on people from other parts of the world at, at times. But uh, I hope everyone understood it and enjoyed it. Was I was quite surprised by the foxes, actually, and the, the, the comment being made about, so is that a reference for anything? Because I'm thinking... Not that I know <laughs> I actually put that in my notes too because I didn't know if it just meant straight up or if it was like a, a, a term that people use there. It's the only wildlife around here. It's urban foxes. That's all there is. But I thought it was interesting when I was watching it that uh, a lot of it seemed relevant to where I am in the States because like it seemed like very similar uh, debates like, you know, Blaming it all on everyone else. And then you have, it's also similar. I was also thought it was like kind of a similar tall in the family, the old TV show. Ooh. Yeah. It, it seems, uh, you know, with, with Brexit and, and Trump at the same time happening, uh, there seems to be kind of like quite a lot in sort of American and, and uh, British culture that just went the same way at the same time. It was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Not in a nice way, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> the West is actually pretty dark times recently. <laughs> Good that you guys can uh, empathize with our right. Yeah, even though I'm wearing the, the hat, and I'm sure I look like I'm from England because I've got a hat that says yeah, London on it. You always wear rubber right. and a pink Floyd shirt. I am actually from the United States. <laughs> you could have fooled me. <laughs> so, Jackson, this was your first feature film. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was an interesting experience. I've done a lot of work with Sam building up to this, and, and I, I sort of spent a lot of time trying to work out what I wanted to uh, do as my first uh, feature film uh, to direct it. And um, yeah, this one just it, it came about at the right time, you know, when when Brexit was happening, and, and I'm quite into politics, so uh, me and Sam wrote this together, and I thought this would be this is the one that I should you know do as my first film. What was it about this one that you felt like, you know, this is something that you're passionate about or, you know, you would like to make? I, I, I think <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's uh, definitely to do with the politics most, uh, mostly, but I love um, horror and satire as well. And I love using those to sort of show um, uh, where we're at sort of culturally and, and try to sort of parody those, those characters that I've seen in my real life that I think are, uh, <laughs> No, absolutely ridiculous and beliefs and farming things. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, actually, I'm just thinking of something right now because, you know, it's cool that we get to watch it. Uh, you guys are five hours ahead, another country. But I think maybe that's part of the reason why it does seem uh, similar depending where you are because the world's smaller in a lot of ways since we're all connected on the Internet. And we all know people talk about uh, fake news and yeah. and all these different things that come up in the movie. Um, uh, Martin, how did you get involved? Um, I think it's just the case of Sam Jackson was saying we need someone to play this um, this character who's very much a um, person who wants to leave Europe, totally believes that Europe is 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 the devil incarnate, and uh, um, and basically uh, to riff off the rest of the gang um, that you see on screen, just coming out with quite frankly some ludicrous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's probably a toss-up between me and Simon as to <laughs> who got the most ludicrous role. <laughs> well, how was so Simon? How did you get involved? What did you think of uh, the script and the idea? Well, actually, I've never seen the film till this evening. It's the first time I've oh, seen cool. it. Um, and all the only the trailer was all I'd seen before. I remember only a few weeks ago, I found out it was in black and white. <laughs> did you know you were in the movie? <laughs> I mean, a lot of um, stuff. It comes along and you go, oh, I'm in that, am I? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we just needed someone smoking. So, you know, Simon was happened to be in the road outside. <laughs> smoking hot, you mean? No, oh, you mean literally smoking. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, along those lines, uh, when was the decision to make it black and white? Was it something you thought about when you're filming it? Or? Um, really early on. I think it was Martin's idea, was, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and when when Martin told us, uh, you know, said that he thought that would be a good idea, we just immediately clicked with it because we just loved the way that that uh, visualised the sort of division um, within society, the sort of black or white. You know, there's no in between kind of. That's why we wanted to make sure it was uh, high contrast as well, so it wasn't like if there's some grey in it, just try and get mm-hmm. that high contrast look instead of just your standard black and white old fifties look. Yeah. So, uh, Simon, when you when you saw the black and white for the first time, what, what did you think? It looks nice. I like it. Yeah. I think it was more just woke to start with because was, I was quite pink originally. It was, it was a pink monster. So it was just a, bit of a surprise. But I like it. It's, um, it's dramatic. It gives it kind of like vintage feel as well. I like that. Yeah. Especially when you guys turn to the monsters, it gives it kind of an old school uh, monster movie feel. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Basically, it's supposed to be a fun film. I think like with those kind of monsters, there's, there's an element of fun to it because you're just taking in the design of the creature itself. Yeah. Um, Charlie and Kate did an awesome job with it. Took like three hours to do it, but it was, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, I was in makeup for three hours, yeah. Simon, you definitely had the worst one because, of course, you were the first pig, yeah. and that did take about time. three to four yeah. hours. Yeah. But Katie and Charlie sped up after that. At one point, they were doing two of us at the same time um, and got it down <laughs> to just over the hour. <laughs> So what was that process like? Had you ever done anything like that before, Simon, where you had a lot of uh, prosthetics? We, we worked with, with the lady before quite a few times. and uh, So we know her quite well. She's lovely. And, um, so I'm used to having things stuck on over my face and things like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just in your private life. I mean, yeah. for me. <laughs> Sam's drowned me in green goo and things like this. He's done all kinds of horrible things to me. And Martin as well. Martin had all kinds of horrible things to do with him. Yeah. Mike enjoys it more than I do, to be honest. <laughs> say that. <laughs> uh, Martin, had you had uh, makeup before, the, this level of prosthetics? 
Um, yeah, and and worse. Um, Kate, Katie once did a full head made uh, head. Um, cast on me that was quite terrifying um so actually being made up as a as a pig was quite relaxing and calming you just have to sit there they on you and that's it i think the the bit about it was um actually when the nose goes on which is the point at which you want to scratch your nose i can hear in the chat now on oh, and you suddenly go i <laughs> yeah. You couldn't do anything with those nails on either. They were so long and clawy. You couldn't do anything at all. You couldn't pick up a cup of tea or anything. No, absolutely. Terrible not being able to pick up a cup of tea. Yeah, well, it was awesome. You were Britain. I imagine you have to drink tea constantly. Other people would have about the fact that I couldn't have a cup of tea. Right. Uh, so, uh, Katie here, Johnson, uh, the, the effects artist, uh, she says she's sorry for being that you had to be the test monster. So. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Very good. Uh, there is one thing that I, because I've talked about like the similarities uh, to here, but there is one thing I think is a big difference, or maybe we just don't understand, is I think to a lot of Americans, uh, they can't understand why, if you're, I think to a lot of us, we think British people are European. So the idea of you're not European or Europeans are different than, than Britons is very, I think, strange to us. Well, it is strange. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. <laughs> Half the country are idiots. You know, that's the end of it. <laughs> it, it it's weird because a lot of them like the, the people that argue for leaving the EU will continuously go on about how but, but we're still European we're still European but uh, we just don't want to be part of Europe anymore it's very <laughs> it's really strange it's, it's a bizarre yeah, <laughs> yeah. makes no sense at all. right it kind yeah. of reminds me of the old Star Trek episode when, like, they're arguing over one's so black, black on the half face. Yeah. Isn't right? Yeah. Great episode. Man. <laughs> There's a lot of things said in this film, actually, that none of us. Uh, it's that age-old uh, disclaimer of just because we say the words doesn't actually mean any of us believe it. Um, so, I mean, I think the, one thing about my character, Mark, being a very staunch, we must leave Europe, um, I just had to channel all those things I'd heard over the past three years um, about why we should leave Europe, because I, I firmly believe we should still be in. But, hey, never mind. If we stayed in, we might not have a film. <laughs> well, that's one good, good thing that came from it. You had to make you had to make the movie. Yeah, uh, it seemed like part of the well, part it was kind of in the movie a little bit. It kind of seemed like some people didn't think it would actually happen. Brexit. Did you guys uh, when before it actually happened? Did you think like when's there a point where you like this might actually happen? Was there a point before that you thought like there's really no chance this is probably going to actually be a thing? It's weird, man. Like in in the moment, just like with Biden and Trump, you're thinking, "Nah, there's no way." People are exactly, there. yeah. And then you start talking to more people, and you go, "Oh, oh shit!" There's a lot of crazy people around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, at the time, I did think that we were just gonna like scrape a remain just about, but I did think that there was a lot of potential in people voting for Brexit because. The, the thing is, is if you're if you're putting it up for a referendum, that kind of thing, you've got one side saying, "Oh, everything can stay the way that it is," and the other side painting this like vaguely hopeful picture of what might happen. And uh, you know, a lot of very poor areas voting for Brexit. Yeah, the hmm. uh, Ryan's here in the chat, by the way. And uh, the, what did you think of Ryan's mustache? Was that something he grew yeah. from the film? Or? 
That was actually oh, yeah. the whole conversation about that. Um, <laughs> as you can probably imagine, there's some wind stop going on about it in the chat there. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he asked us if we wanted him to keep it, and he thought, you know, it, it might look a bit strange, but we, we kind of liked it. It had that sort of uh, yeah. student yeah. kind of look that was a bit, you know, he was trying something different and experimenting, perhaps. <laughs> but we, we thought it worked for the same and he kept it for a long time after that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have it now. I, th- I, I think it's a good look. creation on his face. That he, he, he keeps some reference in the guy from Mandalorian. And he thinks he looks like that dude. So. I think the movie does a good job really building up, I think, the paranoia of uh, of everyone, really, in the movie. That's the thing, it's fun, isn't it, paranoia in films, because you've got those two sides fighting each other, and they're mm-hmm. just like, more ludicrous ideas of what's going on, because no one knows, and you sit around and try and work out what's logical. Um, yeah, we wanted to give it like that Night of the Living Dead, and um, that sort of vibe of paranoia, where they're just trapped in one location, trying to work out what the best thing is to do. Yeah, I think like you, in, in outbreak films, particularly when you've got a group of people trapped together, um, it's it's more exciting the dynamics between those people and seeing the monsters come out of those those people in the way that they behave with each other. And obviously we have the sort of further thing of them, them literally them turning into monsters yeah. afterwards. But um, I feel like sometimes, you know, if you focus too heavily on the, on the monsters on the outside, then it, it loses that impact of the way that people interact with each other. Did you notice how we used the word pandemic before it was trendy? <laughs> 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 when did you actually start uh, filming the movie or writing the movie? When did we start writing it? I can't remember now. Um, I think we wrote it like in the spring of 2019 because we, we had the idea a year before and we were like, oh, it's just no point doing this right now. And then as soon as they decided to put um, Brexit on Halloween 2019, we were like, fuck it, let's just shoot it and get it out as immediately as possible, like in the reactionary sense. And unfortunately, everything was delayed, so we actually got to <laughs> finish the film. But yeah, we were shooting in September and November. In, uh, yeah. So it actually was before the pandemic, because there is like you know, you know, talk about we're blaming on China, we're blaming on you know this and that. It's very uh, you would think that that was you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was just that was just me just talking because Jackson just set us up in terms of that scene to say, look, this is what we want to get out of the scene um, and and go with it. There's a lot of trash arts. Um, um, process in just riffing off everyone else. So what comes out of your mouth comes out of your mouth. And it, Jackson could have said, "No, that was no good. Do it again." And he did a couple of times, and it, and we could never repeat it. Um, but what was coming coming out was just somewhere in the back of my head. I thought I'd blame the Chinese. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I think like the, the divisions, like that, that sort of attitude is, is there in society anyway, that, you know, blame someone else, blame another country, blame this. And so it was kind of, if there was going to be a pandemic at the time, it was inevitable that someone would be blaming. Yeah, know, and do you think like any Western like, history as well, like Chinese being blamed at negative by the West nonetheless? So we were just trying to think of those usual targets that they would like pick up on being white this. You know, I like Simon's character. He's kind of the, you know, even before everything really goes bad, he's already out on the fringe and, you know, he's, 
you know, he's what a lot of the other people will become at some point. But but I would assume that was a fun role to play. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, I enjoyed the, the transformation is quite enjoyable as well because I, I did one part where the half makeup was done before it was fully done, and so it's quite enjoyable doing that kind of transformation from someone who's already been barking. When no one wants to play the nice guy, don't they? He's tedious. <laughs> play the madman. Yeah. Uh, Martin had brought up the uh, trash arts kind of thing where we had talked about on previous uh, shows, but if people haven't seen them, that uh, a lot of the dialogue in your stuff is uh, is not all written out, that you kind of explain how that works, I guess. We improvise a lot. Don't we? Yeah. Well, I suppose what, what, what we do is we, we write a scenario, um, usually in sort of bullet point um, format, and then we'll, we'll work on the characters quite a lot with each of the actors and then, and then just sort of let them loose on the scene and uh, see how it goes. Um, you know, there'll be certain points that will say, like, we really want this to be said and this to be mentioned, and, um, you know, the actors always manage to get it in there somehow and uh, still do something that, like, brings uh, their own sort of identity as an actor to it. It's, uh, it's cool. I, I like working that way because it just gives people a bit more freedom. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes them more collaborative. And, like, let's say I'm a big fan of, uh, I always say this, but uh, can I be enthusiasm? I love the way that they write and they do a similar kind of thing. And I'm like, this is great because it allows everyone to bring in their elements rather than being forced to say certain lines. And sometimes scripts are to look back and be like, I feel a bit stilted because it's more my voice than the character's voice. And improv gives a bit more room to be able to do that. And uh, Martin had brought up in the chat, he said that um, we were told we weren't allowed to swear in this film. And I think we didn't. Was that one of the, was that a direction? Is that a rule? Yeah, I think I think I just wanted that that old fashioned feeling, especially with the family, that you know swearing wasn't allowed. And I love there's a moment where um, uh, Pete, uh, played by Connor um, Mellisher, he uh, swears and and catches himself, laughs, and sort of you know covers his face a little bit, and then says says the thing again. And I just love that because it's it's almost like he's he's preempting his parents telling him off, even though it, it's partly because of the direction that I said, don't swear, like make sure you don't swear. And, you know, so in his head, that's what he was, may, may have been thinking, but it, it came out so nicely within that you know, family dynamic there. Yeah. And uh, Tristan brought up in the chat here about the, your cats in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's one there. Wait. Oh, and I'll be going mental in the comments now. <laughs> be mental, we go. <laughs> They're my cats. <laughs> yeah, we could never make a cat movie. <laughs> she always pops up on the film. She loves filming. He hates films. He runs away. We had to put the animals into various different shows and things because they wouldn't go away while we're filming. Like just add the cat in. <laughs> I like the cat on the swing. Was that just? There, I assume, in someone's house, the uh, the painting in the background. Yeah, that was that was just in the background. Um, painted by a friend's daughter, actually. Who oh, owns really? Her, Sixteen when she painted that, and she does all that kind of stuff. I like it because it's very cute with the cat in the swing. But the more I looked at it, it's a little, it's also a little creepy because it's, it's almost like creepy, these little faces on the apples <laughs> or something. <laughs> like skulls or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I like but There was a discussion beforehand, um, before we started the first shoot, um, of actually getting wallpaper to hang over that so that it didn't distract. Because it wasn't very but then, their, house, their character, was it? It was too nice for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, Jackson was also thinking, I know, because he said, um, 
going to have to shoot from various angles to avoid it. And in the end, obviously, we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. It was impossible. You played the cat. That's that's it. (laughs) I like it. I like it. But I could could see both sides, you know, because I did pay attention to it. But. Uh, by the way, uh, Jeanette Evans is great in the movie, and I think uh, we should bring her up. And uh, has she worked uh, on other uh, features of yours? No, no. This was this was the first feature that she worked on, and she was just brilliant in the role. She just got it perfectly, and really, yeah, just embodied the character. It was, it was she was brilliant in it. We um yeah, we like she put an advert out, and then she replied to it, and then we met up with her, and she was absolutely nothing like a character. She was a lefty theatre person, you know, like, she, and she completely agreed with all of our ideology towards how we felt about it. So we're like, this is a match made in heaven. But she, yeah, she completely embraced it. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know things are different now, but um, I I saw that it was picked up at, at a festival. So is the plans for uh, Monstrous Disunion to play festivals? No oh well, yeah, I, I know it was released. It's it's ha- it actually has a physical release, is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Dark Side released it yesterday. It's now on their website. Um, I believe it's on special offer until the third of January. Is that right, Martin? That's right. Yeah, until the end of tomorrow, twenty-four Canadian dollars plus shipping. Um, and then it goes up to twenty-nine ninety-nine. I put in your internet outage, um, Sam Jackson. I put uh, details in the um, chat. Oh, and I'll probably just also put them back in again because I think I could just copy and paste. <laughs> uh, Ro- Robbie Hampston in the chat says, Simon as a pig was brilliant. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> I believe Ryan also wanted to make sure people knew that was his, that those are his cats. Told <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, so he put the link here, and I'll put that on the website too from uh, darksidereleasing.com to get uh, the blue. Is there any specials on the Blu-ray? Yes, there's loads of extras. There's uh, extras on the makeup. Uh, I believe Jad did some talking. We did a director's commentary with um, Ryan. Yeah, I did it with someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's I think mine did a video. There's a few videos. There's we tried to add a few short films. Try to always be at least one short film. So yeah, plenty to enjoy. And I also love the shots of the keyhole, both sides of uh, the eye looking through and kind of the shadow of the pig people. Was, we originally, because we, we had the idea, and we thought, that's a brilliant idea. We'll shoot that. And then we got the film, like, oh, shit, we have to do that idea. Because we were planning to do, like, a CGI kind of, like, keyhole, and it just didn't work. It looked awful, and we hated it for ages. And then Martin was like, why don't you just shoot a keyhole again? And he was showing us examples of how to do it. I was like, well, I don't know the right kind of thing. But we tried it. Unfortunately, it, it did work. It's, yeah, that was a nightmare, actually. Yeah, yeah, we spent a long time trying to work that one. <laughs> <laughs> Another one for the um, continuity nerds. Sorry, Simon. Um, of course, the door that is to that bedroom that we used doesn't have a keyhole in it. No, At all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's two of these. <laughs> Uh, Simon brought up that uh, you know the, the pig makeup was more pink. So uh, did that when you decided to make it black and white? Did that affect how um, how you thought the makeup came across? Well, we uh, we sort of told we, we yeah we had the plan originally that it was going to be black and white. So she um, Katie knew from what uh, from what we'd said that that was going to be the, uh, the outcome. Um, and it I think pretty that, good in color, to be honest. I think it was mostly to make sure that all of the, the shading was the same um, across the board cap and the face and the ears and stuff. Otherwise, 
uh, even even though it was black and white, it could have you know the, the colours would have showed up. There. It would have looked a bit different. So uh, yeah, that's the main reason that he spent ages getting painted. <laughs> so I know from Simon and Martin, but Jackson, how did you get involved in, in with trash arts originally? Um, I, I started acting uh, with trash arts in a film from it was it 2012. Yeah, uh, yeah, a film called The Wasters. Um, and uh, I had a bit part in that, and then from there I just started working behind the camera, and uh, I wanted to direct, and, and I figured that the best way to sort of get to that point was to was to try doing a bit of everything first. Um, so I ended up shooting a lot of films with Sam. I did a bit of lighting, I did a bit of editing, writing. Eventually, yeah, I, I, feel I got to that stage where I was like, time to direct. <laughs> what, what, what do you prefer? Do you prefer being on camera or doing uh, behind the scenes? I, don't, I, 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 have a, I have a lot of, uh, I, I love all, doing all of it, to be honest, but um, my favourite things really are, are um, writing, directing and acting, um, but I, I don't like to write for myself as an actor unless it's a very small part and I, I wouldn't ever want to direct myself as an actor either, so it's, it's one or the other, you know, it's one of the three, I'm never going to do all the three. Be directing yourself is a nightmare. Yeah, I no, can't. It's an absolute yeah. nightmare. Have you done that, Simon? Yeah, we've done that. We, we, we all would try. When we did a, used to do the comedy series right here, right now, we'd all get, I, I've done sound on that. We've all done all kinds of different things. But directing yourself is just horrendous. <laughs> I always refuse to write here right now. I refuse to write <laughs> Uh Robbie wants to know, will there be a color version as well? No. <laughs> no. No, you get what you get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Not doing it in 3D either. <laughs> and for people who have watched uh, Sam's um, quiz shows, now we're going to draw pictures. I was just thinking the same. I haven't got any paper around here. <laughs> I'm still going to come last. <laughs> but those are very fun. I'm not. I'm not making fun of Sam. I, thank you for always including me, even if they're. It's Christmas, cold. and I, I don't know about Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> so people can get it on Blu-ray and DVD now, Monstrous Disunion. Yep. And now what's in the future for you guys? Not just, you know, you don't have to predict the future. We were kind of lucky last year. Um, we actually shot two feature films during the, well, Films, sorry, um, during the pandemic, and two of them on their festival run, um, acting and has gone for them, but they're out on their festival run this year. And we shot two films called Senseless and A Home is Where I Lay, which stars uh, Jackson and uh, Annabella Rich. So those films are in post production, and then we're just going to kind of wait it out during the lockdown hideousness. But we've got films ready to go for the, for the next couple of years, so yeah. Just then call him the prolific Sam Mason Bell for nothing. Exactly. He's yeah, very active man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I was I was going to record something for uh, for an upcoming project, but I didn't get around to it. I'm not as prolific as Sam. <laughs> I feel terrible. Uh, Simon, Martin, do you have anything coming up uh, besides with Trash Arts? Not that besides Trash Arts, <laughs> something that Sam didn't bring up. I'm sure we made a film called The Unwanted a little while ago that was directed by... Oh, right, I, haven't, I haven't seen that yet. Well, that's, that's still being developed. I'm sure I'm in that. I was quite good in that. Yeah, it's like it. 
Did you know? <laughs> so hopefully that might go happen. Yeah, soon, soon. <laughs> brings up a couple interesting, or Alan actually, uh, or a couple people brought up anyway, that um, since it was black and white, was the blood used in the movie red? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to use the fake blood because of the consistency. You can never get consistency right when you're making it yourself. Yeah. They all look good in color. Yeah. That's why I was surprised it wasn't the same. <laughs> <laughs> and as Alan's also pointed out or noted, um, yeah, we use pigs might fly blood, um, which, um, yeah, movie about pigs, we might as well use pigs might fly blood. And if I say it enough times, they might actually sponsor some of the films <laughs> because it <laughs> is the best blood of Asian American but... tobacco, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're working on them as well. <laughs> Ryan, I think, is Simon's biggest fan. Just in terms of other projects, you asked, Neil. Yeah. What was that, sorry? Sorry, I was just going to say, just in terms of other projects, Neil, um, yeah, I've COVID situation, I was due to be shooting one next weekend. That's been push, pushed off. Um, but I know that um, there's a certain filmmaker who was watching earlier and probably still on, um, and I'm taking a role in his um, oh, next Richard film, Roundtree which is still crowdfunding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're still crowdfunding uh, Mask of the Devil, and I play a sound guy, which anyone who knows me well knows I've got tinnitus and I'd never do sound, but I'm playing a sound guy in it. <laughs> oh, very cool. Uh, he's uh, he's great. I met him at um, Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival a couple of years ago. Uh, I forget the, it was his latest movie he had playing there. It was really good. So that's very cool. Looking forward to that. And uh, how about yourself, uh, Jackson? Do you have anything uh, that you wanted to mention is coming up? Um, Well, I've been working on a lot of the films with Sam, um, uh, as we said. But um, I've been working on a little project uh, of my my own called uh, My Horror Story, which is... uh, it's a, it's a really simple concept to just meet with an actor, have a conversation about what fear and horror means to them. Um, and then out of that, we kind of build uh, a narrative um, and uh, we just we just film it on a black backdrop and telling their story directly to camera, um, which is, is really basic. It's really simple, but it's a lot of fun. And it gets to explore sort of horror narratives and, and what, what fear means to them, you know, that person. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed doing that so far. I've got four episodes out. Simon was in the uh, last episode, um, and all of those are on on YouTube on the Trash Arts channel. So um, yeah, quite horrifying reviews, in fact, to my, my horror story. Who <laughs> were genuinely horrified? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know it was the premiere tonight for uh, Monstrous Disunion, but um. I don't know if you send it out for people to review. If if you have any feedback so far, what people thought of it? Um, we we had we've had one review, back. yeah, that's um, nice. Match. And uh, that was that was cool. They uh they 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 made some really nice um, interesting comments, and uh, yeah yeah, it was uh, it was a good interview. It was a good review. We've sent um, it out to a couple of review places. We're just waiting for some responses. If anyone wants to review it, then more than welcome to. We want to get some review quotes on the next trailer, so more reviews the better. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get our guy to review it on the on Without Your Head page website. Get him to work. Uh, and by the way, for people, whenever we show movies here, or if you're at a festival, however you watch a movie, 
Uh, it does help to go on IMDb and and rate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stop the trolls. Right. Yeah. If if anyone out there, if you don't know, if you don't know, uh, the internet can be a very negative place. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a shocking revelation, but yeah. And, uh, Emma Du says, uh, check out uh, her horror, uh, my horror story on Trash Art Sportsmith YouTube. If it's a why, it could be a member of the public saying that, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and they'll get the marketing stuff. I tell you, useless at this marketing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since I have you here and you guys all brought up tea, if I were to drink the best British tea, what should I get? People like Yorkshire tea, that's quite Yeah, common. it's got to be Yorkshire. Oh, there's, a, there's a tea called Dark Grey. That, that was quite nice. Well, that's a type of tea. Yeah, there's a different tea. Entirely. I just, you just get the brand. <laughs> tea's tea. Yeah. 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 yeah, Yorkshire tea is pretty popular, but PG tips, Tesco's own. It's all. I've had PG tips and Typhoo. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say I do think British tea is far superior than like Lipton's American tea. I'm not a fan. Of. It's not tea. Huh? It tastes you know, like green beans, honestly. Yeah, you do coffee, don't you? Uh, I do everything. But yeah. Well, not everything. Coffee <laughs> and tea. I don't make it seem like yeah. Kind of out there. Yeah. <laughs> Just in terms of your point, Neil, about um, rating on IMDb, uh, the IMDb page for Monstrous Disunion, which I've also posted um, in the chat before, um, is now available for ratings. Oh, good. Um, so um, I've just got that set up this evening. Um, so if people can go on there, that would be absolutely great because uh, the more uh, more hits it gets, the better yeah. it is for And that's us. something easy everyone can do to help support uh, independent film that they like. You know? Actually, on that point, if you're in America, you go on to Amazon Prime, film of ours, Millennial Killer on there, stars me, mm-hmm. got one point. That's, that's why you're going to mention it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible one. Dreadful. We'll get people... Uh... We'll take it, people. I should put something on the website for all the stuff we show. I'll put all the links there so people can help all this stuff out. <laughs> Especially a whole other section if it's our Simon. <laughs> his, own, his own page on, on the website. <laughs> we'll get that uh, trending. Hashtag help Simon. Yeah. <laughs> the, the useless piece of um, information I've picked up about IMDb as well is that if you've got less than 100 ratings on your film, it's just a straightforward, if you vote 10, that's what it counts. Once you go over 100 ratings, IMDb weight the average that you score. And therefore, actually, the best vote you can possibly give to an independent horror film to avoid the trolls who all go in going, I've not seen this film, going to vote one, um, is, is actually to vote eight, because that's got the highest effect on the, eight, on the uh, weighted average. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone yeah. out there thought it was a 10 go 8 this was really fun and I always like talking to all of you it was good to meet you Jackson yeah nice to meet you too yeah. <laughs> yeah. alright and where can people find Trash Arts I just write Trash Arts into Google you'll find it Trash Arts Portsmouth 
yeah, Trash Out Portsmouth for uh, YouTube and for Instagram and um, Facebook. Facebook is Trash Out UK. <laughs> and, uh, well, we're all there. Trash Out Oh, Trash Out the website where you can see all the things and go and buy them or just check it out. What's that on your shirt, by the way, Martin? Um, I support indie horror. Oh, nice. I love it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't have a Monstrous Disunion t-shirt, so I thought I'd wear this one. It totally works. I wore a millennial killer one last time. I thought it looked like I never got out of it. If I wore it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks the for other doing thing this. to mention as well. Oh, yeah, go on. Oh, sorry. Just no, the, no. the other thing to mention as well, Sam hasn't quite mentioned it, um, is um, Dark Side releasing is where you can get Monstrous Disunion. You can also get the Millennial Killer starring Simon. Really good. You know, um, you can also get The Truth Will Out, which is another trash arts one. Um, and, and what they do is they charge for shipping, but it's the same price if you get more than one disc. Oh, nice. So you can get Monstrous Disunion and the Millennial Killer or Truth Will Out for the same cost of shipping. Buying for your friends and family. Save money. <laughs> Buy multiple copies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buy six or seven of each one, yeah. Right. yeah. But no, yeah, that, that is good, though. Oh, I mean, instead of gouging you on the shipping, because they put it all in one package, why? Uh, yeah. I go crazy. Very good. All right, very good. Thank you, guys. Thank Happy you. New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Stay yeah. healthy and, and uh, keep making cool stuff. Thank you. Cheers, yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll put you another film soon and we'll do this one again. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Night, everybody. Uh, Thanks for staying up late. From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. We should have listened. The tomb of Nick Cage. They come at night. Hopefully, they come at night. Hopefully, they come at night. Hopefully, they come at night. Hopefully. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. Oh,